Hello and welcome to the journalism.co.uk podcast, a show where we bring you insights from media industry experts to help journalists do their jobs better. I'm your host, Jacob Granger. We are back with our first episode of 2023, and whether this is your first episode with us or you've been listening for years, don't forget to find us on SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Today, we'll be talking about a fresh way to train the next generation of journalists. Most reporters learn the ropes of the job through a mixture of university, work experience and their first gigs in the industry. But is there another way? CNN has created a simulated newsroom learning experience as part of a crash course curriculum informed by CNN journalists and rolled out by its training arm, CNN Academy. Director of the Academy, Ali Reza Haji Hosseini, tells me more about how aspiring journalists from different parts of the globe are getting the best of the classroom and newsroom experience, as they need both to be industry-ready professionals in today's media environment. All of that's coming up, so don't go anywhere. Ali Reza, welcome to the Journalism.co.uk podcast. Thanks ever so much for jumping on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I understand that a little known fact about you is that you're quite a cook. Tell us more. Well, I wouldn't say I'm quite a cook, but I definitely do like cooking, um, uh, especially after a uh, long day uh, covering the news or uh, talking about stuff that sometimes we joke are PTSD inducing. Uh, it's nice to kind of focus on something else and, and to do something, you know, physical, uh, such as... Uh, uh, slicing carrots or onions and uh, and making a dish. Uh, it's uh, it's good. It's it's a way of uh, relieving stress. I find there must be a variety of uh, dishes on the menu in your in your kitchen. I know that your wife is Irish, right? And obviously your your heritage is more towards um, the, the the Middle East. Correct. Right? Yeah, I'm I'm Iranian. My wife is Irish. Um, I would say. I mean, I, I I think I do make a mean Irish stew. Uh, I don't make it often enough, uh, but uh, I've been told by the Irish that my Irish stew. Uh, is, is rather spot on. CNN's focus on training reporters is nothing new. It's been doing this for decades. But during the pandemic, it formally rolled out CNN Academy, a way to train journalism students and other aspiring journalists from afar. It's worked with universities on co-branded programmes, like the University of Dublin in Ireland and Loyola University in Seville, Spain, to provide training informed by the real demands of a CNN newsroom and the everyday processes it uses. The Academy also partners with media entities like in the UAE to the same effect. Participants who complete the short-term 10-course programme walk away with a co-branded CNN qualification as well as their own university qualification. It really is a crash course in modern digital journalism. Though CNN is a global media company, Ireland, Spain and the UAE might seem like atypical locations to be starting with on this project. You could see them as atypical or in, in, in many ways they are typical locations for CNN because we are a global brand. The UAE is a, is a very important operation for CNN. We have CNN Abu Dhabi there, which is a home to a flagship show, Connect the World with Becky Anderson. Uh, and has been uh, for for years a central sort of node in the CNN news gathering and programming operation. What we see at Academy is an opportunity for us to bring uh, the CNN sort of best practices, the CNN values to a new generation. We want to empower the new generation, the next generation of global journalists. And they could come to us from from anywhere, from Spain, from Ireland, uh, from, from across the Middle East. Yeah, I, I just think it's interesting. This isn't yet being like piloted in like the US or indeed the UK. 
those markets are, are definitely uh, on the radar or on, on the focus. Uh, but what we have done so far is uh, build upon um, existing relationships since uh, the genesis of this new uh, CNN Academy sort of umbrella operation. We've gone out and we've experimented. We've launched the products that we need, be they e-learning platforms, interactive workshops, uh, and down the line, I, I could definitely see us uh, expanding into uh, other markets and other territories. That's interesting. What What are some of the the big improvements you've made at this in these early stages? Well, we began uh, the you know this journey uh, pre-COVID very quickly. Once COVID hit and once everyone's world got turned upside down, we realized that you know we can no longer rely on in-person workshops to sort of deliver training. And as the world shifted to uh, more sort of digital learning, more e-learning, we began uh, a journey to create the CNN Academy Hub, which is our e-learning uh, platform. At CNN, our DNA is production, right? We're, we produce beautiful, engaging content uh, every day. So how can we take that you know, legacy of building fantastic content and apply that to uh, educational offerings. So we went out and we produced 10 core courses on everything from ethics in journalism to the art of storytelling to breaking news best practices to open source investigation, mobile storytelling, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and we, uh, you know, used authoring tools that our uh, friends in the education ed tech market are very familiar with, but was a very steep learning curve for us to kind of understand what we have to do. And we went out and we produced uh, these courses and we, uh, we housed them and cataloged them on the uh, CNN Academy hub as an e-learning platform, which is today available in multiple languages to our participants from around the world. So that is, you know, uh, COVID in, in some ways and the lockdowns and our inability to travel and be in person, present in person for in-person workshops actually provided us with an opportunity to rethink, re-examine, and, you know, out of which came out the CNN Academy Hub, which is an ongoing sort of project, which we are constantly, you know, investing in, constantly modifying and upgrading. The Academy also provides live sessions and workshops with CNN pros, either virtually or in person, to solidify the lessons within the curriculum. As for the 10 courses on offer, they are informed by veterans of the CNN newsroom and all revolve around ethics, breaking news and modern storytelling. CNN is of course best known for breaking news, and modern storytelling is more of a recent priority for all newsrooms, but we'll start by looking at ethics. Ali Reza tells me that CNN has a rigorous triad standards process, as every piece of news has to go through its row, the story vetting and editorial oversight team. This is the starting point for any journalist who wants to be able to work in the frenetic CNN newsroom. Every piece of uh, news that is reported on CNN, be it TV, digital, um, has to go through a triad process of approval. You know, it has to be approved by the row, which it's called the row because back in the day in Atlanta, they used to sit in a row, uh, but it has to be approved for that by them. Uh, they, they look at fact checking. What, what is it that you're reporting? Um, it, it has to meet our SNP guidelines. You know, uh, should you be doing this? And if, if so, is the way that you have approached this correct? There's a conversation there. There's the legal component. Are we adhering to uh, local laws and local guidelines and principles? So 
that ethics course that all our students begin their journey uh, in, in Siena Academy by going through that ethics and journalism course. Uh, why is it so significant? Is because we believe that really sets us apart um, in the industry. Uh, that triad process is very unique to us. Um, so we want everyone to kind of really get embedded into uh, that sort of triad conversation. Yeah, super interesting. I just feel like this is probably one of those really steep learning curves for students. You know, are there particular misconceptions about ethics that that these students really start to realize as they undergo this course? What is it that really is the the light bulb moment for them as they go on this course and start to study the ethics? Yeah, so it's it's a great question because some of our participants come to the programs thinking, okay, well, I want to learn about journalism. Let's go. How do I pick up a camera? And how do I go out and, you know, how do I pick up a microphone and go out and do a story and make it engaging and, you know, post it and, and that's it. You know, for us, it's like, hold on a minute. Before you even pitch a story, before you even go out and shoot a story and edit a story, first think about what is your story? Should you be doing that story? Should you be approaching that story this way? Should you be featuring this person who has just experienced trauma or, or, or whatnot in that interview? So that's why we begin the conversation with a, yeah, it's a pretty heavy conversation about ethics in journalism. Stories just don't get reported without having that newsroom-wide conversation about, you know, well, should we be doing this? Is this the best way for us to be doing this? Is it, you know, uh, legal for us to be doing the story this way? And that's why we want every um, student who comes through a CNN Academy program to have that conversation before they even start thinking about, well, what is the art of storytelling? What is the art of interviewing? How do you use your mobile phone, for example, to create uh, really engaging content? 100%. Let's move on next to what CNN is probably best known for, and that's breaking news, you know, live television. This is also a key part of your curriculum here, um, field reporting, live TV, breaking news. Tell us more about how that's been informed, uh, what that's been informed by and what uh, these students or participants can, you know, expect to learn uh, in, in those elements of the curriculum. When news breaks around the world, people tune into CNN. Uh, to learn about what's happening and, and more important to understand what impact that has on them. And so here it's all about ensuring that, you know, in, in today's day and age, oftentimes news will break on social media. And what's fundamental is uh, helping our participants understand and appreciate that, well, you know, for us, it's, it doesn't matter. We don't need to be first with the news. We have to be right with the news. We have to make sure that what we are reporting is factual. It has been vetted. It has been confirmed by our sort of uh, very robust CNN uh, news gathering operation and processes. And, and we walk our students through that. You know, this is, uh, you know, this news has broke, uh, but this is what we need to be doing. These are the things that we need to be looking for. Uh, these are the steps that we need to take before we report this news. And again, that's what differentiates, you know, uh, uh, someone who goes through a CNN Academy program and someone who may not have that access is anyone with access to a social media account uh, with a smartphone can engage in the sort of, uh, you know, narrative creation process, right? You can get involved and talk about uh, what's happening. But our students uh, who go through this program will know that, well, when news breaks, you have to look at certain things, you have to confirm stories, you have to confirm lines before you go out and you report that. 
what's what's cnn's secret to breaking news you know what's let me let me put this another way what's the most underrated piece of knowledge you know internally at cnn around breaking news that maybe people don't often think about well i i think the secret is patience to be honest it's not being pressurized into jumping on a news line that hasn't yet been confirmed by our process and by our robust sort of editorial guidelines. That's the secret. The secret is that at CNN, you have people who are working in the news gathering operations across the world who um, are so well experienced, who have seen it all, who have done it all. They don't feel the need to sort of jump the gun and and to get out there just because maybe a competitor has something or is reporting something. Uh, They have the patience to wait and to ensure that what we report is actually fundamentally something that we could stand by. It's something that we have confirmed through the checks and balances that we have in place. So to me, that's the secret is you have people who are veterans who know when they need to maybe take a step back, they need to dig into something a bit more uh, and they don't need to jump on um, you know, a story just because it's out there and it's viral. Uh, and in this day and age, that's really important because there's so much noise and, and chatter on social media People are, are, are running with the story. Uh, for us, it's, it's knowing uh, and having the ability to take a step back and say, well, hold up. We still need to dig into this. We still need to ask some questions about this. We don't need to rush with this. And, and that, to me, is, is the secret sauce at CNN. Secret sauce. Brilliant. So, I mean, we've, we've spoke there you know, about the ethics, about getting the, getting the right story and the right approach. We've spoken about the breaking news and actually handling that story correctly, having the right processes in place. It feels to me like the next step here is is actually telling these stories correctly through the right storytelling techniques, which is such a prominent part of this uh, curriculum. You know, there's modules on the art of storytelling, digital storytelling, mobile storytelling, multi-platform storytelling. There's such a big emphasis on storytelling um, within this uh, curriculum. And that's because, you know, humans are storytelling animals, right? We think in stories, we dream in stories, we hope in stories, we make sense of the world through stories. So, um, and everyone has a story to tell. And what we do effectively every day is tell those stories that need to be told uh, in a way that engages and resonates with a global audience. Um, So that's why we emphasize once we go through ethics, once we go through the fundamentals of fact checking and making sure that you have your facts straight, we spend a lot of time on storytelling, multi-platform storytelling, because obviously what you do for TV is different to uh, or might be different to uh, what would work and resonate for a digital audience or a social audience. But storytelling is key um, for us. Can you be more specific on what's specifically trickling down from CNN strategy here into the academy? Because I know that the CNN does so much innovative like projects across social, across broadcasting. Yeah, so what filters down is giving you the access to um, learn from CNN journalists, from the digital teams, from the uh, TV teams, from the investigative teams, uh, to listen to them. Why did you pursue this investigative uh, strand? What made you think about that story? And then how did you think about uh, approaching 
that story. You know, on digital, when you're when you have a story and you want to present that story, you know, again, you get the opportunity to talk to and learn from our digital maestros. You know, well, you have a story. How do you present it? You know, to the audience. You know, there's one thing to talk about the, for example, inverted pyramid. Um, you know, when you when you're writing a digital story, and you know, you should put your most important information at the top and then trickle down. That's all good. But there's another thing when you actually meet with someone like Matt Wells, who is running, you know, CNN's uh, sort of digital operation uh, for, you know, out of London, and you're talking to him and, and he's telling you, well, you know, what we have found is it's best if you have subheads and uh, you have bullet points and, you know, you make sure that you break up the story that you have and, you know, you give the audience uh, the opportunity to digest the story. These are the ways that sort of CNN's excellence, CNN's best practices uh, are trickled into uh, the curriculum. Before Christmas, CNN trialled something much more unusual, a simulation of a rolling breaking news story where 88 participants took part in a game over five days. Each day the story moved on, and journalists had to chase new information, grill mock press officers, navigate a custom-made social media platform and come up with new ways to report the story. It took place in Abu Dhabi in the UAE, and it was designed by gaming experts as well as CNN journalists, mirroring the fast-paced dynamic of the newsroom in a safe-to-fail environment. Six teams went on to a final day round with a full day of editing and producing with a CNN editor, with one team coming out as the winner. Ultimately, teams were tested to work together and make snap decisions as well as difficult ones, like whether to pay sources for information. That's such a big ethical question that you're faced with. Um, you know, if, if someone is coming up to you and saying, well, I have some information that can help you out, but in return, I want X amount of money. Do you do it or you don't do it? That's what we talk about um, safe to fail. So because it's a simulation, um, you know, should you have chosen to pay and it, it was it was the wrong decision, it was, it was unethical. Well, you know, it won't have these detrimental impact on your reputation, on your organization's reputation, because it's a simulation and it's your opportunity to learn. Uh, or another example is, um, you know, there was a uh, within the fictional scenario, uh, there was a presser held by government health uh, officials uh, about this developing story. Uh, and one of the teams decided to uh, immediately after uh, the presser wrapped up to post a poll uh, on our fictional simulated social media about, you know, asking uh, viewers uh, about the uh, the handling of the presser by these government health uh, officials. And, you know, again, should you have done that uh, at a time when, you know, this fictional government is dealing with a public health emergency? Should you have posted a poll asking uh, respondents to rate their performance? Um, you know, these are things that during a simulation you can do and these are learning opportunities learning moments and you can take a step back and say well should you have done that should you have taken that decision this way or that way um and you know this is what we mean by safe to fail because uh you can take a moment go through it take a step back discuss it with your team discuss it with your your cnn mentors you could spend years in a newsroom and not be deployed into the field and not be deployed into a uh, you know, breaking news uh, situation like that. But the simulation allows us the opportunity to give these uh, participants a chance to apply those skills in a safe to fail environment that you know, we are also providing them with constant feedback and immediate guidance. Nothing quite teaches you like 
messing up and you know being on the job um it, it when when you screw up something there is something in your mind like to say i'm not going to do that again and it's it's hard to replicate that in a textbook what i kind of like about what you're saying is it is safe to fail in the sense that if they did get downmarked for something they did that will kind of stay with them to think right when this is actually happening in what could be a this could be a real life situation we find ourselves in um i won't make that mistake again and the consequences won't be as costly absolutely and you know for example one of the things that when we talk about the art of the interview is well know who you are interviewing right do your research do your homework on who you are interviewing and um we had uh, these instances where some of the teams uh, would rock up to these in-person interviews that we we had arranged for them, you know, during the simulation week, uh, and they completely forgot, you know, who this person is, their, what what their backstory is. Um, you know, this person might have just gone through a, a traumatic experience, and you don't just start the interview by launching into that experience. Or, you know, how do you approach an interview? How do you make sure that you're getting the best out of it, and and making sure that the person sitting across you isn't, you know, climbing up and tightening up? Well, you could talk about that in a classroom. You could talk about that, you know, in, in a workshop, but it's very different to your point uh, when you are faced with it in, in real life with the pressure of deadlines, with the pressure of working with teams uh, and, you know, this, this sort of competition element. Then it's like, you know, in that pressurized environment is when you could make these mistakes, which, as you say, are the best way uh, for you to learn and, and not to do it in real life. I do shudder when I think back to some of my rookie mistakes, just to be honest. Um, but, you know, you do learn from that and you, and you and you kick on from there. But to do it in a safe environment when, you know, it's, is, is, is a good way to learn, I suppose. Yeah, it's a safe it's a safe teaching environment. Right. Everyone who was involved uh, as role players, there were also CNN journalists. So the beauty was, you know, you have a CNN journalist who was playing this role, who is being interviewed by the teams. They know um, from their experience what that person sitting across from them asking a question shouldn't be doing. So when that person does that, they react to it negatively or they react to it in a way that they think, well, in real life, this is what someone would do because maybe they have seen it. So that, again, becomes a teaching opportunity, a learning moment uh, for the participants. What about the the side of the job, which often we say just kind of comes with the territory? We're thinking here about the the harder elements, the the online abuse, the you know you said right at the start of the call, the PTSD, the the stresses of doing the job. Was any of that you know incorporated into the simulations at all? It, it was. We had um, these fictional accounts on our simulated social media platform uh, that were trolls, you know, and that's a fact of being a journalist uh, in, in today's age. Uh, you do get trolled, right? Um, and you, some teams uh, were very active on, on the uh, social media platform and they would post things uh, that they thought was them reporting that was factual. They had done their job and they were posting it. Um, but they would get trolled by people who subscribe to a different sort of reality. And they would get trolled on the simulated social platform. You could see that that had an impact on them. You know, they just posted this thing. They thought it was factual. They had done their homework. And then suddenly they're getting inundated by, by these sort of troll bots um, that we had created. But the idea there is to create the noise that you also um, come across on social media and give the participants the opportunity to also be able to filter out the noise, right? Focus on the task at hand. And in fact, the team that 
finally won sort of the simulation in, in terms of their report being uh, the most uh, sort of comprehensive, the most accurate, they were not really engaging with that simulated social media. They were using it for news gathering and fact checking, but they weren't constantly posting on it because they were focused on what they were doing, which was digging into the news and, and finding out the different angles to it and pursuing different angles. The teams that did best during the simulation were teams that had what we call the soft skills, right? When you're emailing a potential source, how do you go about addressing them? Do you follow up? You know, you've had this in-person interview with someone and you think there might be something more there. Well, do you send a follow-up email? These are the sort of skills that really set the teams that did really well apart from teams that maybe uh, were mediocre. And again, these are things um, that you can talk about in a workshop and in a classroom, but it's very different when you actually have to do it in real life. In terms of this uh, simulation, a success from your side, you know, what was the what was the impact? What was the outcome? It was definitely a success based on every course that we run, every program that we run on CNN Academy. We um, gather data on feedback surveys from our participants. Uh, most importantly, did you pick up skills that are applicable in your you know, day-to-day job or in the world of journalism? Uh, and from that sense, it was uh, a resounding success because the majority of people who went through the simulation uh, believe that uh, the simulation added value to their uh, CNN Academy learning experience and it gave them some practical, tangible skills that they can now apply um, uh, in in either uh, as journalists or any other field. And in fact, some of the people who went through the program, through the simulation program, they don't want to be journalists. They went through that and say, you know what, this uh, part of the program, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed editing the piece together at the end uh, of the week. That's what I want to do. Not everyone is going to end up being a journalist, but everyone will go through it knowing the fundamentals of journalism and our best practices. And no matter what industry they go to, uh, they can apply that. So that's the success. And for us, it was also a success because we believe this is an industry first um, combining, you know, serious gaming with journalism training. We believe this sort of at this level, at this scale was an industry first. So for, for us to be able to deliver that in Abu Dhabi with the support of CNN Abu Dhabi and the entire team in Abu Dhabi for 88 participants from around the world. That was fantastic to see. So yes, in that sense, it was absolutely a success. I didn't necessarily consider that, you know, that this would be a way to actually help journalists recognize what their best attributes are and what would be kind of best suited to them in the newsroom. They might sit after this course feel, you know, I'm more of a fact checker, I'm more of a storyteller, I'm more of a hard-nosed reporter. Plus the fact that I think a lot of journalists when it when it doesn't feel like it works out for them to be a hard-nosed news reporter, they get a bit disenfranchised. Is this really for me? And this is actually a way to show that journalism and newsrooms now are much broader than just the reporting side. There's a whole lot more to them. So it's actually enlightening journalists now or aspiring journalists that there's a whole lot more to being a journalist. And, you know, the newsroom is a very wide place. Let's let's see what kind of what you're best suited to. That's absolutely it, is that going through an experience like this shows you, you know, what are you good at? What are you passionate about? It's different just thinking about it, you know, when you're sitting at home, uh, then when you're there, you know, in the midst of this thing, you know, it's five days, it's intense, you're starting at 9am, you're ending at 10pm. Do you really want to do this? Do you really want to go out and or do you think, you know what, I'm actually better suited at 
being the person who is fact checking or being the person who's following leads on social media and, and, you know, fact checking those and, and pursuing that, or no, I want to be the person who's going out and asking questions in the pressers and, and digging into it. So I think the, the final place to end it really is, um, you've, you've had 250 people now come through uh, the CNN Academy, right? 250 alumni. Um, where are they now? What are they doing with themselves? Well, yeah, 250, um, I have gone through, yeah. Um, where are they now? Well, one of them is is actually working with us at CNN. Uh, Mohammed Abdulbari is uh, an associate producer uh, at um, Connect the World with Becky Anderson and CNN Abu Dhabi. He's our first sort of uh, CNN Academy graduate who's been given a full time CNN job. Others uh, have have gone on to intern at CNN to work for uh, CNN teams in uh, Dubai, in in uh, Abu Dhabi, in uh, CNN Espanol. But then there are others who, uh, again, they came to us while they were working. They were full-time employees, uh, either as journalists or in, in other fields, and they have returned back to their uh, respected jobs. And what we hope is that people who go through the CNN Academy programs are empowered with uh, the skill sets that they need to walk into any newsroom anywhere in the world and to be able to, you know, from day one, function effectively as a modern day journalist with the skills that they need for modern day journalism. So everything from being able to, you know, um, uh, fact check open source uh, material to appreciating how to tell a story that resonates with an audience around the world. So I am in touch with uh, a lot of the people who have gone through the programs. And what's most heartening is that they do say, you know what, those things that we learned, one of them, for example, was telling me uh, just the other day that they want to start their own YouTube channel. And they said, you know, all the stuff that they learned from CNN Academy, they're going to apply uh, when when they launch this, this new YouTube channel. I can't wait to see uh, how that's going to look like. So that's the best outcome that we could hope for. CNN Academy is part business enterprise, part talent pipeline then? Oh, absolutely part talent pipeline. I mean, it gives us an opportunity to spot talent and to recruit talent from around the world. And it also uh, means that we, we have people who go out uh, into the world doing amazing things uh, with the sort of CNN ethos, um, you know, uh, and guiding principles, hopefully uh, providing them a path forward. Uh, when it comes to, you know, factual, effective, engaging storytelling. Ali Reza, thanks ever so much for all of your time today and all of your insights. It's been a, it's been a real blast to speak to you. Thanks ever so much. Thanks for having me. It was, a, it was an amazing uh, chat. A great conversation to kick the year off. And I think the powerful message is this. It is great to be surrounded by industry veterans, giving us pearls of wisdoms that have taken years to forge. But we are often our best teachers. There are plenty of pitfalls awaiting journalists when they make that inevitable leap from classroom to newsroom. Those can be the most valuable lessons, but also some of the priciest ones. What can your newsroom do to allow aspiring journalists to fail in a way that isn't damaging to anyone? I'd love to keep the conversation going and get your thoughts. Find me on Twitter at jpgjournalism or email me at jacob at journalism.co.uk. Once again, you can check out all of our episodes on your usual podcast platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple Podcasts by searching and subscribing to the journalism.co.uk podcast. But that's all we have time for this week. I've been your host, Jacob Granger. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.